Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10 minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey, Owner Tribe, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. Thank you all so much. I've appreciated the reviews and the ratings and the shares that you've done. So please continue to make sure that you, if you enjoy what we're saying, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and also share it with a friend. So today's episode, where I actually have a special guest. My special guest is none other than the... Chelsea Jones. <laughs> so Chelsea is my sister. <laughs> Chelsea's my baby sister. And I thought that this would be a good topic for us to address together. So it started off because Chelsea and I know both know somebody who we're pretty close to, who we recently found out they tried to harm themselves. And the real reason why we wanted to have a conversation, not about that in particular, but in, it was more about the conversation that person had with their doctor. So in having a conversation with the physician and the doctor asked, you know, why do you think you tried to, you know, you did that? And the person's response was, because I felt guilty. I felt guilty about being tired all the time. I felt guilty about being depressed and feeling sad and not being able to pray my way out of it and just feeling guilty. And that right there was just a lot for me to sit with. And I think it was a lot for Chelsea to sit with. Like, wow, how do we get to that point where we just feel guilty about being whoever we are in that moment? And this is not, I say this all the time, this is not intended to replace a professional. And in fact, one of the suggestions we have, especially if you intend on self-harming yourself or if you're thinking about it, then there are resources you can utilize. And I'll make sure we have that in the show notes as well. But, and there's like a text system you're going to, you can use that I could refer people to. But the issue is I wanted to have this conversation with my sister about like, how do you get to that point? What is it that makes you feel so much guilt or so much shame that you feel like, oh my gosh, I, I just can't be myself or I'm not allowed to hurt. And normally when you're going that extreme, it's a distraction from some type of negative feeling. That's how you're processing the feeling. 
And that's like a sense of control. But let's talk about before you get to that, even get to that point, how do you cope or how do you not get to that point? And I felt like Chelsea could address, Chelsea, I think, you know, she has a a bit of a story to share in terms of kind of how she's managed through some different things. And I thought it would be good for her to share. So with that, Chelsea. So hello, everybody. As Dana said, I'm Chelsea. This topic is definitely something that I can give my viewpoint on, something that I definitely want to say that it is different for everybody. Um, It is a lot more common than a lot of people like to recognize. A lot of people like to sweep things under the rug. And I've been the type of person that I've always been very sensitive. I've been very sensitive my whole life. I have dealt with depression from a very young age before I even understood what it was. So that in itself was complicated. Certainly now a days we are seeing a lot more young people speak out on it, which is a very good thing that they have the resources. There are more things out there. There's more talk about it so that they don't feel as scared. But even those that speak about it, they're still kids. They don't know how to talk about it. So again, it started with me very young. I didn't know who to talk to. So yeah, being sensitive forever, I was always a crybaby. I didn't understand my extra emotions and feelings, but when I started maturing and hormones, adolescence, high school, all the other things you throw into it, it was very tough. And I was also put in the different box of things to be for a lot of different reasons. And so, you know, feeling different emotions, especially we grew up in an area that there was a lot of different, we had a lot of different friends, a lot of different people. There were people that could be considered on the lesser side of the tracks. And then we had those that were in the better side. We were in the middle and we were very blessed. Our family, for real, like we were good. We never really wanted for anything. We had a lot more than other people. I didn't have a reason to be sad. I had in the list of things that you would say, you know, at any age to be sad about, I didn't have no reason. I had. And you had an awesome sister. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was about to say, I I had two awesome big sisters. My mother and my father were both present in my life, very loving. I had a nice size family. We gathered regularly, like things were good. That's one of the reasons the guilt came in for me personally. Why is it that you can get up every day and just be sad? Like, what is it? And then, so I've never been a good student. That was one thing for me. My older sisters were awesome. They loved reading. They loved learning. For me, it's not that I didn't like learning. It just didn't stick to me the way that it stuck to them. I was a little more challenged. And so that was a thing for me. But even outside of that, there was a very serious level of why am I so sad? And then for to hear, sometimes people try to be helpful in pushing the positivity and saying, you know, you woke up today and you're blessed. You had, and they'll give you the list. Do you already know the list? It's a very trying feeling to wake up at any point in life and not be excited about the fact that you woke up, to be sad that you woke up. Some people have no idea what that's like. And so to feel that for any amount of time during any part of your life and if no, for no, like to be blessed, this to know this when celebrities 
you know, harm themselves or in their life. And people say, how could they do that? They had everything. Everything is different for different people. First of yeah. all, I can't, my, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I always think about Robin Williams because yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's like a, still super sad about that. A classic example. I, that man, he was just so talented to me. I just enjoyed his craft and appreciated it. And when that happened, oh, that broke my heart. I mean, later I actually found out not too long ago that there was actually something else going on. And he had, when they did his autopsy, I couldn't tell you what the name of it was, but he actually had some type of disease. He was sick. Yeah, he was sick. That gave him the sense of Parkinson's and, but it wasn't Parkinson's and it actually, you know, gave him these feelings, unfortunately, and he ended up harming himself. So, and he didn't, I don't think they realized, they didn't realize how bad exactly was going on, I think until after he passed away, unfortunately. But yeah, like you see that a lot. Yeah, yeah it, you cannot look at somebody else's circumstances and usually you, you so I have now like um, tattooed on me perspective you cannot quite honestly in the most subjective way look at your own perspective of your life and sincerely compare it to somebody else's in the most guidance you can give suggestions but it's just not fair because you just don't know you can come from a very good place of like I said positivity and help but you have to be very gentle when and somebody's coming to you and telling you, you know, you have to think about your audience, listen to your audience when somebody's telling you that they're feeling some kind of way when it's not good, because everybody always wants what they ain't got. People that have these jobs and are super, like right now, pandemic, perfect, perfect, perfect example. Everybody that initially was stuck at home can go to work. Everybody was trying to go back to work. Everybody... <laughs> Ain't nobody ever want to go to work before until the pandemic came. And everybody oh wanted goodness. to go to work. Right. And then <laughs> those of us that were essential and had to go to work, we didn't want to be put out there, you know, putting ourselves in harm's way, putting our family in harm's way. And, you know, again, still just work. Everybody wants what somebody else doesn't have. So you have to think in that very basic sense when talking to somebody, when somebody trusts you enough to share these type of things with you, how you talk how you discuss a lot of times just listen if they don't ask a direct question of what do I do how do I do this just listen that is so important I was having a moment last week last week was a lot like I had a lot of stuff going on what Chelsea and I are talking about I had to have a biopsy my migraines can't seem to get under control one day they good the next day bad it sister was going through so, you know, at one point, it was like one little teeny little thing. And it, if you just look at that thing in isolation, you'd be like, okay, what's the big deal? But the next thing you know, my I was bawling. I was crying. I called a friend and I just cried. And I didn't even know I had to cry, um, which was crazy. But it's like, it just piled up on me. And I just was like... <gasps> And once I was done, I was good. I mean, you know, it wasn't a long one, <laughs> but it was one of those ones for a good two minutes. I couldn't talk. Like I just couldn't even get it together. And then afterwards, you know, I do it my normal decompression and sat in the shower and did the little steam bath thing with my candles and my music. And I don't think I had any wine. I had water. Um, and, and my water and just chilled out and then I was okay but it's a lot sometimes and we just 
We're so busy trying to be strong or to not bother the next person. Like if I think about a lot of times for me, I think what prevents me from not necessarily sharing is I, it is guilt. It's, you know, you don't always want to, you don't want to be a burden. Of course, we would tell our friends, you know, you could always come at me. And yes, most of them mean it. And I would mean the same thing, but it doesn't make it easy for me to share. Like sometimes I just don't want to deal with it. Other times it's because I don't want to be a burden or because I don't want to be that person who always just has a problem, even though maybe a lot of times I do have some type of challenge or problem going on. So I don't know. What are your thoughts about that, Chelsea? So absolutely. It is part of a trending situation right now where people are like, normalize this, normalize that. Normalize, which is what this is about. Normalize not, you know, the fact that not being okay is okay. If everybody, like you said, just the most basic thing, uh, we're used to when you see somebody, hey, how you been? How you doing? The regular response, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm okay. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> you know, all those things, all those things. It is like, first of all, we can start with, if you're not ready to hear somebody's real response, just say, hey, girl, <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask how she doing, because if she decided to yeah. fall apart, you ain't ready for it. Everybody respect that. On the same token, learn not to laugh. You don't have to get mm. the whole story. Be like, I could be, mm-hmm. you could just say, I could be better, but I'm all right. Just in the minimal sense, start getting it out as some open that window, open that door for whoever might be a little available and say, oh, you're just okay. That's something that somebody's saying, I'm willing to listen. Right. You know, just paying attention. We have to. First of all, I would imagine most of the people that are listening to this podcast are at an age where we're all mature enough to understand everybody's got something going on. So that's just a respectful thing to understand. And again, not to make anybody's challenges, struggles, and everything bigger than the next person, but we've all got something respecting that. But we need to normalize things not being okay, doing things for the gram and everything else. We need to normalize everyday life. When your kids is stressing you out, like comedians, one of the reasons we love comedians, they get up there and they talk (laughs) all this junk. It's funny because it's true and it makes us comfortable. Do this with most people in your life. Obviously, there are people you can't trust, but if there are people you call your friends, if there are people that you go to vacations with every year, that you invite to every function, you feel this comfortable with the people you keep in your space regularly, feel more comfortable with telling them the day-to-day struggles. Stop acting like everything's okay because that's what's not okay. Right. That's what's not okay. And it is it is important to know that you can't tell everybody everything. We ain't saying that. Yeah, that's why I was like, no, you should who like those people you choosing to spend money with to spend time with. Hopefully you know better. I'm not gonna keep going on vacation with this person. I can't stand her every time she bring her drunk husband and he ain't stop doing it. Choose the people that you keep around you. And those are the people I'm not saying that every single person that you talk to regularly you should open up to, but monitor all these things. Trust yourself, trust your intuition and who you share with. But you need to share with somebody. Everybody needs to have at least one person that they can share with, whether it is just a professional. Shoot, you could just, to be honest, I think it's healthy. If you're one of them people that's like, I don't trust nobody. I ain't going to no doctors. Go sit on the bus. Go just sit somewhere. Go sit at a bar. Go to a random bar and talk to somebody. Just let it out because that person don't know you. You got to let it out. Write it down. Um, 
but the human yeah it is the human interaction is important for some people writing it down is amazing for most but yeah like if it's like oh I don't want nobody bringing this back to me they gonna bring it up later again find a stranger what they gonna they do is gonna be like I ain't listening or what what's it gonna hurt but I it makes a difference to speak it to speak it 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 so does I have revealed my innermost pain to people who I didn't necessarily know all of my life because I was just having a moment and that person was there. And it felt so freeing just to be able to have a conversation, you know, and sometimes you need to talk it through. And it is, it's not always easy. And I think that Chelsea, you were sharing earlier about the fact that when you were feeling sad or whatever, it started at an early age. You were still at home. You were a teenager, essentially. Talk a little bit about what, how you were at that term, at that point of your life in terms of comfortable sharing and kind of that impact it had on you. So I, I mean, I was a teenager. I had a lot of different things going on. Uh, again, I was always just considered different to this day. If I ask my friends that have known me forever and it's like, you ask that question, especially it's something that you do when yearbooks and stuff like that, when you're young, you know, write something about me, you know, write one or two things about me or somebody will say, well, stay this way, stay that way. And so I would ask the question, hey, you know, well, if you could describe me in one or two words, what is it? And the response would be, yeah, you're just Chelsea. And that kind of used to make me sad because everybody else, you would hear, oh, well, you're so kind, you're so pretty, you're so this, you're so that. And I'm like, nobody could say anything except for, I mean, you're just Chelsea. You just kind of, you. And I was like, what? I don't, what does that mean? I mean, I embrace it so much now, but you know, as a kid, it's just that unconscious comparison where it makes you feel a certain kind of way. So that began with that. And then more so just the fact that I didn't even know where to begin, where it really, really came from. Because again, I wasn't hungry. It wasn't like I was being ignored. Just all these other things that you might see in your little like after school story. I mean, you know, any reason that somebody would tell you to be sad about Did you wasn't. Did you share your sadness? I did. So I, so for one, I couldn't really hide it because I was like a crybaby, to be honest. (laughs) It would just happen. And then that made people uncomfortable too, because it would be times where I just, again, it could be a good time and I would be, I would be sad or it could be a really good day. And the second I got home or, and I was just by myself or whatever, everything would just fall apart. And then it was a lot, most nights, to say a lot of nights, not nights, not it. Most nights I cried every day for several years. I cried every day because it was just something that was just not right, didn't feel right. And then it was very confusing because I didn't understand it. That's rough when you don't understand it, you're confused because people, and then when somebody's in front of you and they catch you in these moments where you're trying to keep it together and they're like, what can I do? What can I do? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. They think you're lying because there's no way you can be so torn up. There's something wrong. There's gotta be something. And this is when I started learning about like clinical depression and everything else when there's seemingly no trigger nobody passed away you know nothing crazy happened my parents didn't get divorced I was just sad 
You know, it's funny that you said about the goodness. Did I forget that question? You were just talking about tearing up. So I remember, I mean, to this day, well, my mother doesn't yell at me anymore, but like, you know, like imagine having an argument with your mom or your mom or your dad is disciplining you and, or I'll just use a perspective as a, both a parent and a child. And all of a sudden you just having a conversation or my mom might've just been talking to me and not necessarily fussing. And I start crying and she's like, why are you crying? I don't know. Like <laughs> you, like it, Chelsea, when you was talking about it, that's what it reminded me of because I well, still maybe remember. Cause we, maybe because we grew up with the same mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to point anything. Oh, yeah, I see your point. Um, but no, seriously. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly. like even with my kids, like I remember I've had conversations with the kids and they start crying and I'm like, okay, why are you crying? I'm just trying to talk it through and trying to get more information and offer support. And then it's, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> and then Dana would call me and say, listen, your nephew, he's, I don't know what to do. And <laughs> then I came in because so... I definitely, uh, that's a thing. Like people would ask, well, what's wrong? What's going on? And people cared enough to have a stern voice. Who did it? What's wrong? What's happening? How can I fix it? It wasn't always a thing of, you know, it just made it more stressful because you can't answer. It is definitely one of those things, at least for myself, that is hard to put into words. It's one of those things that you feel more so than you can speak like it is one of the reasons why you need to try to listen when handling somebody in this situation and if you're in this situation again it helped me to I remember it was one time that I was just having a day and one of my co-workers who was fairly quiet most of the time cool joke around with us whatever more so spoken spoken to type person I was like I said just having a day and I had got I couldn't even say it was really reprimanded it was very slight something from one of my bosses because I was just off that day something I was usually on top of my boss kind of pretty much was like Chelsea what's wrong like get on it and any other day I'd have burst off I'm like girl whatever but I was just I'm, I just couldn't keep it together and I started crying I was doing it fairly silently like tears were falling down my face while I was working and my coworker, the one that was quiet like she came over and like she just put her hand on my shoulder and she's like it's okay like it's okay like you know you're doing a good job and again she's usually she would mind her business and everything else and she's like I understand I understand I didn't say anything to her I didn't have to give a nothing mm -hmm. you know she just it was like just this whole unspoken kind of something that kind of wanted me to fall apart harder. But again, I knew I needed to finish what I was finishing. So sometimes it is just to tell somebody it's okay to not be okay. I see you're doing your best mm -hmm. and that's fine. The, the whole jargon of it's good to give support. It's good to tell somebody you a champ, you a queen, you a this, you a that. Don't let nobody get you down. There's balance in everything. Ain't nobody ever on top all the time. That's not realistic. You have to allow people to have medians. That's a very big thing when thinking about mental health. You should not push somebody to always be on the positive. It has to be okay for things to be down yeah. because if things were always great, then what's the point? Like if there was no bad, you would never feel how good it was. If there was no good, you wouldn't feel how bad. It's just, and right. that's, you know. And I think the key is 
there isn't exactly, I mean, in a way we want balance, but we also need to understand there's no such thing as true balance. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. Like this is a classic of me a few, just a few weeks ago. I was so proud of myself. I was showing up consistently. I was felt like I was doing what I need to do. And then February hit and a bunch of stuff hit and it just, it, from a health perspective, I think that was probably the most jarring. Like physically, I literally just couldn't, didn't feel like getting out of the bed some days. Like I just didn't want to move. And I think that the guilt definitely set in. And the longer I stayed off of social media or I stayed away or I wasn't doing what I felt like I needed to do in front and center, then the guiltier I felt about how long I had been not out there. And it was harder and harder and more and more of a challenge to get my ass up and do what I needed to do. And it wasn't that I was doing other things. I mean, that was the issue. I was doing way too many things and I just couldn't physically or mentally, emotionally, none of that crap. I couldn't get it together to do what I needed to do from an Anya Day perspective. I could record my podcast. My podcast will always ultimately end up getting done, but I have been truly off my game and I acknowledge that and it's hard like and then it was you know I even put something out there to say hey you know it's been a little crazy and I need everybody to understand that it's okay to say that you're not always going to be perfect but yeah I admit that I was feeling some kind of way especially as somebody who coaches other people to be okay. But I also coach other people to understand that you're not going to always be okay. Like I don't sugarcoat nothing because ain't nothing about my life sugarcoated. Like I can't, I have good days. And then some days I have challenging days. There are so many days that I push through stuff that you wouldn't have any clue that I was pushing through. So it's not like I always allow it to get me down. But the truth is sometimes it does. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a clinical diagnosis behind it. It doesn't necessarily have to be as severe as somebody getting to the point where they want to harm themselves, but it could be just somebody just feeling like, oh my goodness, I have a lot on my pay or, oh my goodness, I really wanted to get this done and I missed my deadline. So then you beat yourself up about missing your deadline and then you get further and further in the funk because you just, you're on a hamster wheel and you don't know how to get off that hamster wheel. And what Chelsea and I are really trying to say is, We truly just need to have the courage to ask for help if we do need help, whether it's professional help, whether it's talking to, like she said, a random guy at this bar (laughs) or a girl at the bar or, you know, close friends, mentors, mentees, whatever it is that you need to do, but you're not in it alone. And then from the other person's perspective, like we said, like, listen, sometimes people just need to know that you're there. Like, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. And sometimes we're so busy wanting to get out what we have to say that we don't necessarily take the time out to listen to our friends. Sometimes they don't know how, like she said, Sometimes they just need to see like that little glimpse that you're trying to open the door. If you ain't trying to open the door and you just talking about yourself all the time, then of course they're not going to necessarily feel like you're the right person. And I'm not saying if people aren't talking to you about this stuff, y'all don't assume that it's because you're not putting yourself out there. Everybody is different. So let me just make sure I clean that up. But I think we want to be able to say, you know, 
when you just kind of get yourself free of that. And if you need something, ask for it. If But you also need to be that supportive person as well. Charles? Uh, yeah, I would say just because you, you know, begin that last little bit with burnout, it's a thing. You talking about balance and burnout, it's a thing. It's a big part of mental health. And the same way being there for somebody, if you know you're tired and you were taking a day because you needed a day to recharge, if it's not an emergency, that's not the day to answer. And also try to, you know, pay more attention to yourself. A lot of us are in situations where we have family and children and things that we're like, oh, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. What happened? with you you guess what your body's gonna say oh you got time today try to get ahead of your body you know listen to your spirit don't let your body stop you so that you can get ahead of things and like yeah just normalize being honest if you don't feel good you don't feel we already know that mothers are superhuman we know that we recognize it we respect it all the time but sometimes mommy needs a break sometimes daddy needs a break everybody deserves a break and you have to allow yourself to do that and everybody's break is a different time sometimes people only need 15 minutes just to sit in the car real quick before you walk Mm -hmm. in the house (laughs) listen to some good music you know do you know the quiet storm has an app yes and they have a station like i didn't realize that you know when you hit the little button on your car and you go to hd that that is now one of the options and now i have the app on my phone and my ipad and i'm good yeah, i needed to, that plug and i don't work for whor but just got a cd player <laughs> your cellular phone you got these free apps <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, absolutely. If music is your thing, find it. Reading is your thing, find it. Journaling is she everybody's thing at some point, even if you can't do it every day. And journaling does not mean you have to have one little diary that you unlock every day and sit next to your bed. If you just got, if it's something on your mind, you find a piece of napkin, write it down, stick it in, stuff it in your pocket. And now writing on your phone. That's it. Like journaling just is getting the thought out it is not structured to one space it's kind of like church it's not just in the building it is wherever you are you have to get these thoughts out wherever you are but ultimately just know you are not by yourself everybody's tired everybody tired in a different way this is why i'm so flabbergasted why it's such a thing that people still feel like they have to act like they're fine. I don't understand. But I think some of it, I mean, when we're talking about deeper issues, then some of that is stuff that that is an imbalance. You know what I mean? Like it's more of a chemical issue. And some of it is, and we are trying to address the gamut of there may be some serious depression and traumas and PTSD or all sorts of other things going on. But then there's also just the normal every day showing up of when somebody asks you, how you doing? You say, fine. And you really want to say, I had an effed up as day to day and da, 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 da. like, it's okay to do that. And we don't make ourselves available as never as necessarily as friends and supporters to, and I think, I believe that if we sow support, we're going to reap it. Like the universe is going to return that favor. 
and it'll come back to us. So you also have to, you know, like we said, it's not a keep and score kind of thing or, you know, you always got a problem and you don't have a problem. So it doesn't work that way. Like we should be supportive no matter what. So yeah, yeah, definitely. What would you tell any person? Like I always believe if we could hindsight is 2020. That's why I said, you know, go back to your teenage self. But at any age, you know, what do you tell somebody in terms of for you, from your perspective, how you've been able to find your voice. And talk about the mask that you wore for so many years, quite frankly. Did I just put you out there? Ma'am, I wasn't wearing a mask. Like I said, I just literally, I didn't understand it myself. I did not try to, uh, okay, you know what? You're not, I'm going to be honest. Some of the sadness, I tried to hide a little bit. And to anybody in particular that decided to kind of sort of put me out there, when I tried to hide it, I saw (laughs) that she was trying to do her. I saw that she was out there, you know, she was focused in school and everything else. I didn't know what to say. So why would I disrupt her and her trying to be better? It was a thing of guilt. And I was just like, no, I'm not about to make anything harder for her she's already busy. Like she's, I don't even know what to say to her. I'm going to literally stop her path if I just fall apart in front of her. So no, when I see her, I'm not going to be that. So for anybody that decided to put somebody out there, (laughs) I didn't want to, I didn't want to be disruptive. I didn't want to be a burden, but to tell my 13 year old self, I would say, I know it's confusing. Literally, I know for a fact it's confusing. You don't understand why you're feeling how you're feeling, but you should at least try to, even if all you can say is, I don't know, I'm sad. Like, at what point do you get sad? Like, I would just go through the questions of what it was and more so just say it's okay because it's not always going to be that way. It sucks really, really, really. I mean, it sucked. It sucked. I was just to say, which I didn't, I definitely was on medication for most, I just in the last couple of years stopped. Finally, thankfully, blessfully, I'm not medicated anymore. And I wasn't on heavy medications, but dealing with depression most of my life since my late teen years that I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, I have managed well, last couple of years, found practices of power of no and all the things and recharging. And But 13-year-old me didn't know any of that. 13-year-old me didn't know anything about depression. 13-year-old me didn't have anybody to talk to. So I would definitely tell just first of all, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Cry. Go ahead, cry. It's okay to cry. If you want to cry every night, cry every night. I think it would have made me feel better if I knew I could just cry freely. It was a whole lot of energy to hold it in till I could get to a space to do it. That was a whole lot. That was most of my day. And that in itself was exhausting. So kind of like where you were like, oh, you just cried and you let it out and then you were good. If I didn't work. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even so much that it didn't work. It was the fact that it was, it was, it would be kind of, I guess it was kind of more halted because I think I was always, even though I would just wait to cry, it was still always kind of waiting for somebody to open the door where I had to suck it back in. It was still not that free because mm, it, it was just, because it was a secret because he, when I tried to say something, I tried to talk about it. But again, you know, I haven't had the kind of mother that she needed a response, which most people need a response. What are you sad about? I don't know. What do you mean? You don't know. Like, <laughs> oh my god you just sounded like her oh my goodness (laughs) so it's not that she didn't want to try but what do you do with that right even you know even me as somebody that's was in the position 
what do you do with somebody that's like, I need help? What do you need help with? I don't know. Literally, that's what it was. Yeah. I think a lot of ways, one thing that I think is interesting about this society, this society we live in today in 2021 is we have so much information at our fingertips, which most days is considered a good thing. A lot of days it's not necessarily a good thing. It's a lot of stuff for people to weed through, to filter through, to figure out what correct information, what isn't correct information, what's normal, what isn't normal. Like we on information overload. Mm. My husband is famous for clicking on, you know, when you're looking on your phone, you scrolling through your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed, you see different things according to, you know, what you click on or what you're interested in. So he'll see stuff related to, he collects, what do you call them things? He collects junk. The superheroes. Superheroes. Action figures. So he'll collect, he collects superheroes, action figures, toys, you name it. So he sees all sorts of stuff that catches his eye, like this robot that's just going to clean our house and do this and do that. Or, you know, this next back, you know, like he's like, he always sees some type of gimmick and he's so quick to click on it. I'm like, oh, baby, you think I should order this? I'm like, this is, you can't look up an address <laughs> and you don't see that it's a US-based company or company that you have heard of that is reputable that will not sell your credit card. You can't order from that. And that's all about the fact that there was a point in that. My point was just in terms of just so much information that's out there and you just don't, it's hard to discern what's good information and what's bad information. And some of us are better than others in terms of going through that filter and make, and understanding what's right and wrong. But when you think about it, like don't dare you have a symptom and you Google, you know, <laughs> hey, what if my the, my right lower back hurts or whatever? And the next thing you know, you think you got some kind of cancer. Like we have to be careful about, you know, what information we consume. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that may be the source of some of our challenges or we think that if we do this, it's just going to be magically better. Like it's just so, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> it's just so much stuff out there on the internet. Chelsea and I, we witnessed Kinston today talking about all sorts of stuff. Oh. And we were like, oh. what in the world <laughs> is that little boy talking about? And he's seven, but I promise you, he was talking like he was 17 Yo, and or older. He's a genius. He's like, <laughs> he, like, you talk about a sponge. He's a Costco sponge. Okay, this kid. He, he pays attention to everything. Don't think you are tiptoeing around him without him. He, yo. So, I mean, seriously, like this kid, he's brilliant, but you cannot talk about anything because he's on it. And not just he's on it. He's not going to keep it a secret. He's sharing with everybody he meets. Whatever he learned, he is sharing it. And you just want to be careful about what that is because he's telling it all. Yes, <laughs> it's hilarious. And, and you can't be too mad because it's factual. It's like, well, yeah, he that's that's what happened. <laughs> right, so. but you're seven and some things you shouldn't know about. But it's information hmm. overload. Heck, it's TikTok, it's Reels. It's, that's where these things come from. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a mess. Anyway, okay, with that being said, thank you so much, my beautiful Peanut, my beautiful Chelsea, aka Peanut, aka Chelsea, 
aka my daughter and my little sister. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability and your heart with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, I mean, this isn't the end. We're going to continue this conversation. I actually was supposed to have a mental health professional talk more about some other things in a different episode and we needed to reschedule and we're going to get that back on the schedule soon. So, you know, of course, some of these things I'm going to bring up to them from a clinical perspective, but I just wanted to, again, our goal was to normalize the fact that it's okay to not be okay. And that we should, you know, we need to kind of own that and, and go forward with that. So thank you. Thank you for having me so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for what you're doing. I am excited that you gave me a platform to be vulnerable. Certainly growing up in a situation where we're not always able to be as vulnerable and things of the sort. Being sisters, having a, this is what's needed, regular conversations between family, peers. This is where it starts. Professionals are absolutely needed in some situations, but this is it. This is the core. Having just talks. What do you think about this? Did you feel that way? Did you feel that way? That's what needs to happen on a you know broader scale more often. Obviously, you can't trust everybody. Different people have different issues, but you got to start there. You can't shut yourself off. So yes. thank you for this opportunity to share our relationship with people and how we talk and even the little tidbit of it may not have always been so open, (laughs) but always been there for me. But again, there's different breaks and times where you are more considerate or not or whatever of somebody else's time. But thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. And with that, I will see you all or you all will hear me next week with that grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.